0: Section thirteen of the Convivio. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Algie Pug. The Convivio by Dante Alighieri. Translated by Philip H. Wicksteed. Ode three. Contra gli erranti. Le dolci rime d'amor ch'io The sweet rhymes of love which I was wont to search out in my thoughts, needs must I abandon. Not that I have no hope of a return to them, but because of the scornful and haughty gestures which in my lady have appeared, have closed the way to me of wonted speech. And because meseems tis time for waiting, down will I lay my tender style which I have held in treating of love, and I will tell of the worth, whereby a man is truly gentle, with harsh and subtle rhyme, refuting the judgment false and base of such as would have it that of gentlehood the principle is wealth, and at the outset I call upon that lord who dwelleth in my lady's eyes, so that of herself she is enamoured. A certain one held empire who would have gentlehood, according as he deemed, to be the ancient possession of wealth, with gracious manners. And some other was there, of lighter wisdom, who recast such saying, and stripped it of its latter phrase, Methinks, because he had it not. After him go all they who make folk gentle because of race, which has long abode in great wealth. And so inured is such false thought amongst us, That folk call that man a gentleman who can aver, I was grandson or son of such a one of worth, Though he himself be naught. But basest doth he seem, To whoso looks on truth, Who hath been shown the way, And thereafter errs therefrom, And he hits nigh to who should be a corpse, Yet walk the earth. He who defines man is a living trunk in the first place speaks that which is not true and further utters the falsehood in defective guise but haply sees no more in like fashion did he who held empire err in definition for in the first place he lays down the false and on the other hand proceeds defectively for riches cannot as is held either give gentlehood or take away since in their nature they are base further who paints a figure unless himself can be it cannot set it down nor is an upright tower made to lean by a river that flows far away that they be base and imperfect is apparent for how much soever gathered they can give no quiet but multiply care Wherefore the mind, that is upright and true, is not dismayed by their dispersion. Nor will they have it that a base man can become gentle, or that from a base father can descend a family that ever can be held as gentle. This is avowed by them. Wherefore their argument appears to halt, inasmuch as it lays down that time is requisite to gentlehood, defining it thereby. Further it followeth, from what I have above set down, that we be all gentle, or else simple, or that man had not an origin. But this I grant not, neither do they, if they be Christians. Wherefore, to sound intellects, tis manifest that what they say is vain, and thus do I refute the same as false, and therefrom dissociate me. And now I would declare how I regard it, what is gentlehood and whence it comes and i will tell the tokens that a gentleman retains i affirm that every virtue in principle cometh from one root i mean virtue that maketh man blessed in his doing this is according as the ethics say a selective habit which abideth solely in the mean such are the words set down i affirm that nobility in its constituent essence, ever implies the goodness of its seat, as baseness ever implies ill, and virtue, in like fashion, always carries the import of good. Wherefore, in one implication, the two agree, being to one effect. Therefore, the one needs must derive from the other, or both from the same third. But if one signifies all that the other signifies, and more as well, the derivation will rather be from it, and let this which I have now declared be presupposed. Gentlehood is wherever there is virtue, but not virtue where she is, even as the heaven is wherever is the star, but not conversely. And we, in women and in youthful age, perceive this saving thing, in so far as they are deemed alive to shame, which is diverse from virtue. Therefore shall be evolved, like purse from black, each several virtue out of her, or their generic kind, as I have laid it down above. Wherefore, let no one vaunt himself and say, I belong to her by race. For they are well-nigh gods who have such grace apart from all the guilty. For God alone presents it to the soul which he sees within its person, take perfect stand, even as to some the seed of blessedness draws nigh, dispatched by God into the well-placed soul. The soul whom this excellence adorns holds it not concealed, for, from the first, when she weds the body, she shows it forth till death. Obedient, sweet, and alive to shame is she in the first age and adorns her person with beauty, with well-according parts. In manhood she is temperate and brave, full of love and courteous praises, and delights only in deeds of loyalty. And in old age is prudent and just, and hath a name for open-handedness, rejoicing in herself to hear, and to discourse of others' excellence. Then, in the fourth term of life, to God is re-espoused, contemplating the end that she awaits, and blesses the past seasons. See now, how many be they deceived! TORNATA Against the erring ones take thou thy way, my ode, and when thou shalt be in the region where Our Lady is, keep not thy business hid from her. Thou mayst securely say to her, I go, discoursing of a friend of thine. End of section 13